Grab your coffee, turn Dawn and Steve up, and let's get into the Bible. It's Wednesday, and loving the outcome are with us later. Today's Devo is available for you. You just need to text D-E-V-O, Devo, to 800-555-7898. We're going to change that up a little bit this morning. We ha- usually use Blackaby Ministry International. Love sharing that with you. Love their Devos. We're going to look at Today in the Word. Moody puts this together. It's a Moody publication. It has an app. You can get it in paper form. You can have an email sent to you. And our devotion this morning is going to be from Genesis 8 here in just a little bit. Uh, but first, good morning, Mr. Hiller. Morning. How, How are you? Ya? How is you? I'm well. How, How are you, you doing? Good? I'm good. I'm good. Wednesday, we've got a Moody Tunes a little bit later this morning. Loving the outcome coming up in a few hours. So excited about that. Yeah. And yeah, just kind of putting it together, you know, one day at a time. I was talking to a friend last night. I went to a ball game last night. What? You were out on a Tuesday night? Surprise. Well, miracles do happen. Isn't that crazy? My husband was quite surprised too because he didn't know I was going to come. I had gone to my exercise class and he said, hey, I'm going to go to both the girls and the boys game. This is high school. I said, okay. And then I got home and realized, how did he get there? We're down a car. Okay. And I couldn't figure out. It was It's cold. I didn't, and it was kind of spitting rain. I was pretty sure he didn't walk, even though we don't live super You don't live far. that far away, yeah. I couldn't quite figure out, because our daughter was already at the school, uh, so I thought, okay, he's he's figured out a way to get to the school, and I had already decided while I was finishing up class, you know what, Hannah's a senior, she's managing this basketball team, we're not going to have that many games left. Plus, now you know the kids because you were traveling with the boys. Yes, and so it's fun to be able to watch them when you know the players. That's when I'm super engaged and super fan. I was helping the referees a little bit last night. I bet you were. Not loudly. I'm sure they appreciated that, too. Well, they always do. I, I wasn't super loud at all, which if my kid's on the court, you know, I I don't know if you know this about me, but when my child played basketball, or volleyball or soccer. She played all three. I would put myself on the book or at the scorer's table because there's a decorum there. You have to keep your mouth shut. And so I decided the way to implement self-control was to put myself in a position where I had to be quiet. Okay. Therefore, I couldn't get passionate about There's a little things. wisdom potentially there in that. Listen, yeah. I think it benefited everybody, including myself, <laughs> to be able to have self-control how do you say that? Not implemented, but kind of self-control was an expectation in that particular job. And so you had to do it. I get that. Sometimes you have a particular job and you do not exercise self-control. It's true. And you respond to things in a very big and almost over the top way. And, and then, I know that for some people that is their job. But yeah. if you're wanting to de-escalate a situation, that doesn't work too well. That, but. You know, in the moment, you might feel better if you kind of let somebody have it. I don't know if you've, I know you, but I don't know if our Moody Radio family has seen this mess that's happening between quarterback Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, it's been entertaining, maybe? Kind of? I guess it depends on what you find entertaining. But, yeah, yeah, if 
they are wanting to de-escalate the situation. They're doing the exact opposite thing that they should be doing. We, well, maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. But right now, as you said, we're going to head to the book of Genesis this morning as we begin our morning in God's Word. Yeah, Genesis 8:22 says, As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, will never cease. Now, why would the Lord give us this promise? Noah's Ark. We know that they had a huge celebration that would happen because Noah, his family, all the animals, they endured weeks in the ark and they'd seen the world turn into this watery chaos. I, I still sometimes as I think about this situation cannot even imagine it. And, and it changed with the first four words of Genesis 8. If you look at verse 1, it says, God remembered Noah. Now, it wasn't as if God had forgotten Noah. It, it means that God acted on Noah's behalf. God, he's faithful to the promises, and he is faithful to the promises that he made Noah. God never forgets his promise. So when Noah and his family came out of the ark, the very first act they did was to give thanks. They built an altar. They worshiped the Lord. And again, in Genesis 8, you can find this in verse 20. And they had experienced God's salvation, and they were profoundly grateful. You can think of a time in your life where God just gave provision, and you were profoundly grateful. Worship is the natural. It's even the appropriate response to God's work in our lives. But instead of taking credit for saving himself through building an ark, Noah did recognize that he and his family, they owed their lives to God's grace. Now, he might have thought, because he was human, will God do it again? If the people fall into the same pattern of sin that brought on the flood, will God obliterate the earth again? But God had given an important promise that he would never again destroy all living creatures. Verse 21, he says that. And even though humans still sinful, God was going to be faithful to provide the seasons and sustain life on earth, which is where we find ourselves here in verse 22. God, he would redeem humanity from their sin through his calling of Abraham, his covenant with Israel, and ultimately through the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He was going to provide a way for sin to be forgiven so that we could be in relationship with him forever. What a reason to worship him on this Wednesday morning. Giving thanks to God. Are we doing that today? Are we celebrating? Are we sharing God's goodness with others in a really tangible way? Or do we find ourselves caught up in the way the world handles things? And maybe using our voices when we should be quiet and still before the Lord. Self-control is a tough thing. Or maybe it's just tough for me, but uh, yeah, I'll own that. <laughs> Don and Steve in the morning, our devotional from Today in the Word. We'll get it to our Facebook page. You're listening to Dawn and Steve in the morning on Moody Radio. Call us at 800-555-7898. It's funny how a situation could happen and in the passion of the moment, you start running your mouth and then the whole mess is created. And which is why I told you I put myself at the scorer's table. I was quietly helping the referees last night, but very quietly. Okay. I was on the front row, though. So I'm thinking if you heard me, but I mean, it's like, okay. That was a walk, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But when my kids played, it was different. I can get really passionate about the injustice if a call is missed or... Oh, you have a strong <laughs> sense of justice. justice. <laughs> my counselor told me the very same thing. <laughs> That's why when I see something like this, I'm like, oh, 
Okay. I just, I don't know how to do it. So Aaron Rodgers, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers for years, and he's got quite the legacy in the NFL. Sure. Done a lot of good things. He's even, um, like, he's got one Super Bowl ring, what, five MVPs. Uh, he's He's got quite I mean, a lot of accolades on yeah, the field. Yeah, he does. He's got a lot of trophies. Yes. Uh, he even has addressed things that are outside of the purview of football through the years and has been taken very seriously because of his interest by in some. things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. And he's been yeah, he's been very vocal, he's been attacked by many, he's been supported by many. And and this is kind of the legacy he's had until now. Some again are saying that he may not recover from what he has done in this ongoing feud with Jimmy Kimmel. Right. So if you're wondering okay, what is this feud all about? Pat McAfee is a big sports talker, mm-hmm. a radio guy, and he's a loud, brash personality. It's one of those things where he's one of those guys that people either tend to love him or hate him uh-huh. because he's got an opinion and you are going to know his opinion. And he had uh, Aaron Rodgers on a show back on January 3rd. Aaron is a regular guest on, on Pat's show. And uh, back on January 3rd, somehow they got talking about this Epstein list that was going to be coming out. Mm. And um, Aaron said that there's a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, who are hoping that list does not come out. So that was the statement that was made. His comments sparked huge debate. I'm sure. Lit a fire at ESPN and at Disney and ABC because both of these guys, you know, in one sense, worked for Disney. Uh, in terms of Pat McAfee, his show airs on ESPN, which is owned by Disney. Jimmy Kimmel works for ABC. So the brass is having to get involved in all of this. And Jimmy Kimmel uh, came out pretty quickly on Twitter, or X. Yes, he did. And he said, for the record, I have not met, flown with, visited, or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein, nor will you find my name on any list other than the clearly phony nonsense that soft-brained wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. Your reckless words put my family in danger. Keep it up, and we'll debate facts further in court. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the end of it until Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. And and so the feud continues, and they're both just coming at it with some nasty, nasty responses. And, of course, Kimmel's like, Aaron, you need to apologize to me. I deserve an apology. Rogers is saying, See, cancel culture is coming for me, and this is what happens if you say things and and people don't like what you say. And I'm like, okay, boys. Yeah. <laughs> boys. First of all, these are huge, huge statements. That's not a laughing accusation. It, to call somebody a pedophile? That is not funny. No, no. I, I cannot even find, like, some of the responses. Kimmel, you know, being a comedian, he's, when he dressed down Rogers in his response— it it was very, um, I, I guess, true to form to how he responds to things, but the the accusation that somebody's a pedophile, yeah, that's that's not funny. No, no, and there's when you talk about uh, Kimmel dressing down Rogers Monday night in his opening monologue, Jimmy Kimmel spent about seven minutes talking about this. And the comments that I read a moment ago were not a part of that. He went after Rogers in a much more kind of personal way. Mm-hmm. 
and called out the responsibility of it. And then he began to attack Rogers over his intelligence. There we go. Now, if Kimmel, as he said later on in the monologue, wanted an apology, which I think he did deserve one, <laughs> if he really expected and wanted an apology, spending the previous four minutes yeah. attacking the character and intelligence of someone is probably not going to cause them to uh, take your request for an apology very seriously. No. And therein lies, I think. Now, we're not on the level, nobody, it, I mean, unless you're listening and you have a platform like these two guys, then most of us are probably coming at a conversation like this from either our own entertainment value, you know, what what makes you chuckle or laugh, or um, if you support Rodgers because you love him as a quarterback, or if you love Kimmel because you like his late night show, whatever. We're we're looking at um, at this from a different standpoint. But what about us? Like when we get involved in conversations that spin out of control really quickly. And devolve to the point where now we're in this match of he says, he says, or she says, he says. That What do we do with it? Yeah. Because these two aren't letting it go. No. Well, there are three very common ways that people tend to respond mm -hmm. when that happens. Maybe we'll talk about what those three are coming up in just a few moments. You're listening to uh, Don and Steve in the morning. This is Riley Clemens. Loved by you. By the way, if you want to join the conversation, feel free to text in this morning, 800-555-7898. Well, as we talk about the kind of public debate and feud going on right now between Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers, uh, there are certain things that we tend to do anytime we find ourselves attacked. And, you know, there were the accusations, or at least the implied accusations, um, that Jimmy Kimmel was a pedophile, that his name was going to be on the Jeffrey Epstein list, which it was not, right? So the, the names were released, his name is not there, and Jimmy came out very, very strongly and said, absolutely not, you will never find my name on that list, don't know the guy, not hung out with the guy, it's not going to be there. And so when we find ourselves unfairly criticized or attacked, there are ten thing, uh, uh, three things that we tend to do. And the first is we tend to avoid like, you wonder, what could I have done maybe to deserve this? Mm -hmm. You tend to maybe go in internal a little bit, reflective, and like, oh, I'm, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not going to address this. I'm going to hope this thing just kind of goes away. Sure. And so th that's one of the things that a lot of people do. The other, one of the others is we attack. I think we saw Jimmy attack back on Monday night is during his opening monologue on his late night show. He went back after Rogers and attacked him and said, hey, I'm going to make sure that he knows it is not OK to do what he did. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do so in a very strong way. And the other uh, third way that sometimes we see people do this and, and handle it, and it's somewhere in between those two things, is we have a reasoned approach. We come back out maybe with some strong but not inflammatory language, a strong defense presenting facts, speaking truth without taking that next step of attacking the character of the other individual. Do you think people, like, in by and large, if you have two friends that are going at it like this, yeah. you know, put it in your own personal life, What do you, how do you discern what's going on there? Because do you think if you come back with that medium response, if you will, um, 
that people listen anymore? I guess it depends on the level of friendship. Right. How well you know the two people. Because I know we do tend to jump to conclusions. Like one thing is said. I, th- I think that's why this whole feud is so dangerous between these two guys on these big platforms is because you, if you're a fan of Aaron Rodgers, you hear him say something like that about Kimmel. You go, oh. Well, well, I didn't know he was that. Uh, yeah, I didn't well, realize that. Yeah. And we might jump to conclusions and then, you know, come back. And if you're a Kimmel fan or maybe you're both and you're like, wait a minute, what's going on here? You guys shouldn't be at going at it like this. But the we, kids are fighting. The kids are. And that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, we were talking about off air. I That's in a way it's a, it's a very huge oversimplification, but it's like you called me a name. I'm coming back after you. And. This this is going to keep adding fuel to the fire if yep. somebody doesn't back off. And it made me start to think about, okay, what about me? Like when I get caught up in my words or somebody comes after me because, I mean, things have been said about me that I'm like, where did that come from? Why are you accusing? You don't even know me. Right. And and there is this strong part of you that you just said, I have a strong sense of dress. I want to go, now let's just talk about this. And other times, I, I I know the Lord has said to me, hush, just hush. Sure. Don't open your mouth. And then I think about so many times in Scripture where we're told about how to do things with our words, what to do with our words, and how powerful they are. They can come out and seem trite. And this is where I find I get myself in trouble. I'll say something, and I'm trying to be funny, and then I'm like, oh, you know, that was really not helpful. It was not beneficial. It has the power. Your words, they have the power to build up. They have the power to tear, to tear down. down. Yeah. I mean, almost like kill. Yeah. That's how powerful words are. You think about uh, in the book of James where it talks about the tongue as being like this fire. Yes. This destructive thing. And, and fire actually can be a good thing when it is contained properly. A fire in a <laughs> fireplace is a beautiful thing. Sure. A fire out of control. That is dangerous, and the tongue very much like that. Our words, man, that that is uh, something that hopefully we are aware of the way in which we speak and the way in which we then, you know, respond to things when we feel like maybe we have been disrespected, belittled, attacked in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, looking at these guys and if their words are weapons, and they are, how they have pretty much annihilated one another. And they've brought us all into it because of the platform that they have. Because we are going to form an opinion, even if it's like, okay, kids, you know, back to your respective corners. You're still thinking about how we're responding to one another. And you may think what Kimmel said back in, you know, not the defense of himself, but when he was taking Aaron down, like the way he does it because he's a comedian that some of the lines oh, can be funny. Oh, he had some very funny lines. It, now, were they kind and right? And pure? <laughs> you, you know, you think about the uh, Philippians uh, talking about you know, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Were, were they that? No. Was it funny? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but was it going to de-escalate the situation? Absolutely not. Exactly. Exactly. It, and again, we can't change what they're doing, but we certainly have words that are going to come out of our mouths today. That I wonder if we'll stop and think about before they come out because they're about to take somebody down. And especially if we're defending ourselves. 
And I think about how Jesus, uh, sometimes when that attack comes and I want to, you don't know this about me, but I kind of think back if, if I'll take a step and breathe about how Jesus responded to his attackers. He was quiet. He was, he is the son of God. Mm -hmm. He was the son of God in that situation. He kept his mouth shut. He could have called down fire and brimstone like Elijah did. Yeah. And he kept his mouth shut. Huh. That makes me stop and think when I stop and think. (laughs) Responding, especially when attacked verbally, or you just find yourself saying something that you shouldn't have said. How do you respond? 800-555-7898. Talk about real life. Like this is everyday kind of stuff right here. And uh, yeah, Jimmy and Aaron are showing us how it's not done. Well, I know you love what the Iowa Hawkeyes do as they turn at a home game to the children's hospital and wave at them, all the players do. And yep. they even did that at their bowl game this year, they even did. though they weren't home. But they turned toward the screen and waved back so that they could tell the kids hello. That is a really cool tradition. There's a hockey team, though, that in Pennsylvania may be coming pretty close to that cool level. Yeah, I think what they have been doing, and they've been doing this all the way back to 2001, is that at a certain game, they decide what game that's going to be. And then when their team scores their first goal, fans throw stuffed animals on the ice. That is fun. And I don't, did you watch the video of uh, this? No, I did not. Oh, it was a cool video. Like, they... they Score the goal. The red light lights up on the back of the net. And then all of a sudden, you see stuffed animals just flying by the thousands towards the ice. And if they are sitting too far away to get them all the way, people are picking them up and chucking them onto the ice. They set a new record this year. Yeah, this is crazy. When you say thousands, you're not kidding. No. <laughs> 74,599. Teddy bears. Are, are you dying, though? Do you wish there was just one more? I, I kind of do. Yeah, I <laughs> I, right? Yeah. I don't, but they didn't just break last year's record. No. Because 2023 was the, uh, held the record. The biggest, yeah. Yeah, they had 67,300 last year. Not too shabby. They got close to 75,000 yep. stuffed animals. Yeah. Being thrown on the ice. And an American Hockey League game. Not even an NHL game, but American sure. Hockey League. I think that is just a really kind of cool tradition because they take those stuffed animals then, they they collect those, and those are going to be spread out over about 35 different charities in the area. Yeah, it's a really cool Hershey Bears Cares program, and of course they're in Hershey, Pennsylvania. But yeah, uh, to date, about 464,000 plus Teddy bears have found new homes. I just kept thinking of our youngest, who even at 17 loves stuffed animals. I don't think you can go wrong when you give a stuffed animal. So to have this, and it's not the only way this hockey organization gives back to their community, but it certainly is one of them. And to get the fans involved, I'll take the bears hitting the ice over our tradition here in Nashville. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, fish. I love it. I've only seen it on video. I've never been. I'm trying to think if we've ever been to a Predators game. Ben may have. I have not. But I've heard and seen this. Fish hitting the ice over this. Do you know Uh, why? That's the celebration. They do that? I did know why. But since you asked me, 
I cannot tell you. Does it have something to do with Mike Fisher? Carrie, uh, Carrie oh, Underwood's husband? husband, yes. Yeah. Yes. When he was steam captain, uh-huh. uh, the last name Fisher. I, I have no idea. I, I didn't even really know that that was a tradition. So that's it, kind of cool. It's a thing. It's okay. a thing. And I don't know that you can give that back to the community, but these teddy bears you can. <laughs> exactly. And how long it has to take to clear that ice is kind of curious to me. <laughs> yeah. These hockey players have to get back to it.